This is Robert Harper with Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division. Thankful and glad to bring you the Merchandiser Minute today. It's Friday, June the 23rd, 2023, with another exciting week in Chicago, even on a shortened week with the Juneteenth holiday on Monday. Lots of volume, lots of volatility, lots of questions for the speculators, lots of questions by the farmers, lots of questions by the commercials that buy your production. And it all really flushed out in just a whiplash tight trade all week long. When we look at Chicago wheat, corn and soybeans, and we even saw that volatility spill over into the cattle complex as well as hogs. So let's take a look at how the futures closed out the week, a very volatile week. July corn down 10 cents on the week to close at 630. We had a high this week of 672. We had a gap higher opening one evening this week, and we did fill that gap today. July corn down 10 for the week to close at $6.30. Your new crop corn contract December down 9 cents for the week to close at 588. It did go this week as high as 629 on news of drought, continued growing drought areas in the production states, the main production states, but again, your new crop corn contract closing today at 588. Switching over to the soybean complex, lots of volatility, especially in oil and in meal. One day this week, we had soybean meal up $24 a ton, and those products are really supporting the volatility in the raw bean trade. So looking at your old crop contract, July beans up 28 cents for the week to close at $14.94 and completely different influences, completely different fundamentals with the dry weather outlook in the majority of the production states. We had new crop beans this week down 32 cents. With the high this week of $13.78 with volatility on weather, but closing out at $13.10 on your November new crop soybean futures contract. Again, lots of volatility and really dependent on how the funds want to move money, how the undersold farmer was selling new crop beans, and it was all related around lack of demand for U.S. beans to be exported and trying to predict the weather. Let's take a look at Chicago wheat, up 45 cents this week to close out at 733. September wheat up 45 cents this week to close out at 746. And what a what a wonderful thing this is, as you all have been in the field trying to get this wheat crop harvested to see the rally that we got last Thursday and Friday on the Chicago Wheat Board and then to see that follow through this week. Remember, completely different fundamentals as the short wheat speculator has been getting out of that short position. We saw many times again this week folks at the Kremlin saying they will not, 0% chance extend the Black Sea Grain Initiative past the middle of July. We'll see. They've said it before, but it got the speculators wanting to get out of those short positions and buy those Chicago Wheat Futures contracts back. And we also saw a lot of information from multiple sources, including the source, India itself, this week saying that their wheat crop is shorter than expected, and that got buyers an interest and got buyers in the market. So just amazing volatility. So many stories this week, just to name a few that were influencing the futures part of your cash price. We had our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, was in China. He did meet with President Xi. That's been a long time coming. It was nice to see the two of them shake hands for more reason than one. Um, so the Secretary Blinken left China after talks on different issues and went to England. And there were multiple leaders from multiple Western nations there talking about Russia and Ukraine and 
who's going to be responsible for rebuilding Ukraine when the war is over, etc. And again, that was fueling what we saw coming out of the Kremlin uh, in most people's eyes about ending the Black Sea Grain Initiative next month. We did also see some numbers this week about soybean imports into China. Uh, we saw the numbers this week, but they were reflective of May, largest ever month on record of soybeans being imported into China. And we know Brazil had a record crop. Y'all know that story inside and out better, better than I do as you're the producer. Y'all um, know those beans with Brazil producing that record crop and how currencies relate to each other, etc. Those beans um, have been coming from Brazil and flowing like water into China. So we're going to watch that story. Coming out of last week, remember um, we had the big rally a week ago Thursday, a week ago Friday. We had July options were expiring. We had several weeks of most commercials rolling out of the July futures contracts and into the September for corn and soybeans. We had big index funds that were also rolling. All of that was creating volatility. Again, like I said a minute ago, farmers were undersold. We had a great second chance here for pricing some old crop bushels as well as new crop bushels. A lot was trading hands. Lots of volatility, lots of volume that came into this week. We saw the CME group raise margin requirements this week. Uh, I think twice with the volatility. It looked like a couple of days this week based on the 12 hour weather models that corn and wheat, uh, corn and soybean futures were just going straight up. So it was remarkable to see that. And, but again, this was the whiplash type trade where beans are up 50 one day, up 50 the next and down 50 the next day. We gotta expect one of the strangest, most peculiar North American weather markets that you all have farmed and marketed through in the coming months. So prepare for more of this whiplash type volatility as funds move money around. Again, the biggest story of the week was North American weather. We know um, as of uh, the drought monitor that y'all can get your hands on, it comes out every Thursday. We've got over 50% of the nation's corn crop in drought. When you look at abnormally dry, the, the area is huge. We've got over 50% of the nation's soybean crop in the same position. And the numbers that the government gave us on Monday before the drought monitor on Thursday, the good to excellent ratings, those numbers normally come out on Monday. This week they came out on Tuesday. Uh, U.S. corn crop, 55% good to excellent. One analyst who studies this a lot better than I do said you got to go back to 1988 to get the number, the good to excellent number for the nation's corn crop that low for this week. If you look at the bean crop coming into this week at 54% good to excellent, he did the math and looked back and said you had to go back to 1996 to get the bean crop in this poor of a good to excellent condition for this week. So lots of information there that would cause the speculator to want to put some risk premium in and buy some futures. When we look at Virginia numbers, we know how dry it's been around the state up to this week. And then National Ag Statistics said we had 39% of our topsoil moisture at, at adequate to surplus. We had subsoil moisture coming into the week at 51% adequate to surplus. We know those numbers are way low, but boy, what a week we've had. Five days of cloudy weather. This weather system that's over the Gulf of Mexico, y'all have read a lot about that and heard a lot about that this week. It's been a part of the reason why this week has been dry in uh, much of the central Midwest and the upper Midwest that's brought all this moisture 
to Georgia all the way up through Virginia. We've got a lot of rain. The lowest I've heard from any of you all this week is a half inch as of here Friday afternoon. And the most I've heard y'all have dumped out of a gauge is uh, four and a half inches. So we'll see how we get um, increases in our topsoil and subsoil moistures here in, in Virginia when we get our next uh, good to excellent ratings on Monday. So lots of volatility around weather. There was a surprise in the ethanol report this week. Stock jump. Uh, stocks jumped up 2.6%. was a surprise that the blender demand wasn't stronger. 22.8 million barrels. Production was also up for the week at 3.3%. And take a minute um, and read about the EPA's biofuel ruling that came out this week. There'll be more information on it next Wednesday, I believe, but very upsetting to most folks in agriculture. Um, the Biden administration is gonna increase different types of biofuels um, that oil refiners have to use over the next three years, but the mandates for using ethanol, the quotas under those mandates came in lower than expected. But again, more information about that coming out next Wednesday. But what's the big deal about next week? Y'all know it, it's the most volatile, uh, if you look at precedent, the most volatile small set of numbers we get from USDA, we got quarter close next week on Friday, month end next week on Friday. We know funds move things differently at a quarter close, but we get the quarterly stocks report from USDA and we get the planted acre report from USDA National Ag Statistics. So that'll come out at noon on Friday and we know we can have 5 to 10% type price moves on this report every year. So be ready for that. Talk to Josie or I if we can help get wish orders in the computer before that report comes out on Wednesday to price some new crop bushels or clean up some old crops. So that'll be the big story next week. The futures market's gonna trade based on the weather models every 12 hours and we'll be waiting for that planted acre report and stocks report on Friday. Best wishes to you over the weekend. This is Robert at Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division.